0: This is Hank 3, and you're listening to Signal to Noise.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of the Signal to Noise podcast. On this episode, we got a bunch of things in store for you. Uh, we're going to talk about using the iPhone uh, as a composition tool with the new GarageBand release for it, as well as I'm going to demonstrate uh, the use of tremolo effects, or tremolo effects pedal specifically. So before we get into that, let's talk about things that are going on. Um, so first thing I want to talk about is something that is completely unmusic-related, and that is cystinosis. Now, what is cystinosis? Cystinosis is a rare, very, very rare um, kidney disease, and it affects um, it. Well, it I guess it affects the kidneys. And kind of tells the brain that um, you don't need to eat so because your kidneys are full I don't quite understand it but why I'm talking about it is I have a very good friend at work whose son was diagnosed with this at just 14 months old um, he's gone through a lot and basically what they're trying to do right now is they're very thankful that, that their son Landon has been diagnosed um and they've been going through the process now of just trying to raise awareness of this and I said I would do everything I could to talk about it and get the word out there. So um if you want to know more about what's going on with Landon specifically, you can go to the adventures of landon, l-a-n-d-o-n, dot blogspot.com and follow the journey there. Um Landon's mom has been doing a lot to blog and kind of tell the story and get it out there to make sure that people are aware of what's going on. And then if you would like to know more about cystinosis itself, there's a cystinosis research foundation. The website for that is www.natalieswish.org. So those are two great places to go. Uh, so again, check this out. As, as a parent, I could not imagine having to go through what my uh, what my friend Jimmy's been going through. Um, him and Lauren have just been amazing. They're really, really handling this well. They've done so much to raise awareness, and they just yeah, they take it all in stride. And they're really doing a great thing. I, I couldn't handle this probably if it was my kid. I, I don't know what I do. Um, so check it out if if you're you know looking for a good charity to donate to this year. This would be a great one too. Um, it affects everybody, not just kids. Um, I think Landon may be the youngest case possibly ever. I don't know. But um, at 14 months, that, that's that's pretty young. And again, it's a really, really rare thing. It's going to mean kidney transplants and all sorts of things throughout this, um, you know, throughout Landon's life. So. Definitely, if, if um, charity is your thing, please head over to natalyswish.org and pitch in. So that's my pitch on that. Um, now, let's get to, well, what's coming up here on 11-11-11. It's National Metal Day. Black Sabbath has a big announcement coming up. As well as, uh, so do we. And when I say we, I mean Iron City Rocks, Signal to Noise, and Radioactive Metal, along with maybe some other... Individuals or other podcasts will say, but uh, castironring.com, check it out. We are launching on the 11th. You'll find out more about what that is coming up on 11 11 11 because it's 111 louder. That's my spinal tap joke for the day. All right. So, next up in social media, uh, please make sure that you are checking me out on Twitter. Is twitter.com slash S-G-N-L-2, the number two N-Z. The Facebook page is the exact same handle. It's facebook.com slash S-G-N-L, the number two N-Z. Check us out there on our social media. Join in the conversation. Let's get some things going on. And then in other news, things that are going on with podcasts, um, I have been getting caught up on all my podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of great things. Um, John over at Iron City Rocks has a lot of good stories going on. In fact, I think it's episode 130 or 131 uh, features me uh, interviewing um, Frank Bello of Anthrax. Let me tell you, as a bass player and a long-time Anthrax fan, that was like, well, it was quite amazing. It was it was quite amazing. I don't know if I was more nervous for Jerry only or more nervous for that one. Um, it's a toss-up, but I tell you what, Frank Bell is great. We're gonna have him on this show here, um, probably in a couple episodes or so. I got a few things planned, but so check those out. And then Radioactive Metal is talking about—they're um, talking about Revolver Magazines, the hottest chicks in metal. Now, if you haven't listened to Radioactive Metal, A, you really need to, because it's a great show. If you enjoy metal, you need to check it out. They have on all kinds of great artists, and their indie spotlight has been blowing my mind, because, man, are they finding some good bands. But, Revolver's Hottest Chicks in Metal, it's going to be an interesting episode. I haven't gotten to hear it yet, but Snowy has this thing that he calls Snowy's Angels, uh, which is pretty much any good-looking girl who plays uh, hard rock and metal music or punk. Um, I pretty much any good looking girl with a guitar, I think, is, is Snowy's category, and she doesn't even need a guitar. Um, so go and check that episode out, it's gonna be pretty awesome. I can't wait to listen to it myself. And then let's see here, next thing up is going to be our segments. We're gonna do a segment on using GarageBand on the iPhone. Um, I've got a segment here on using Boss Tremolo pedals, and then we had the opportunity to talk with Hank 3. Thanks to Iron City Rocks, I was interviewing Hank 3. If you're not familiar with Hank 3, he is the son of Hank Williams Jr. and the grandson of Hank Williams Sr. Right, I grew up listening to Hank Williams Sr. with my grandmother. I listened to Hank Jr. with some of my buddies in high school. And to be able to talk to Hank 3 was just, well, it was pretty darn exciting because I got to talk to a legacy. And he's my age. He's actually a little bit younger than me. But um, he's my age and it's kind of neat to see you know, how he grew up and that we're into the same kind of music and things like that. He was a fun guy to talk to. I did that interview for Iron City Rocks, and he was such a great guy. He took a couple minutes out to just tell his tell us about the kind of gear he uses. It turns out he's a real big gearhead, really really into his gear. So I got a nice little um nice little clip. I'm going to share with you guys about that, and then we'll be out of here. So without further ado, let's get into our iPhone clip. <laughs> and welcome to my segment on GarageBand for the iPhone. So, GarageBand for the iPhone just released earlier this week. Um, And I want to take a second and talk about it because now, um, GarageBand was available on the iPad and I've been using it on the iPad and I love it. But with the advent of GarageBand on the iPhone, you now have a very viable pocket uh, composition tool. And um, if you think about things like Yamaha, Yamaha had a micro composer that was probably a little bigger than an iPhone that had a bunch of MIDI instruments and you could sequence. Um, Boss made a DR5 that was like a portable composer sequencer where it had all the instruments, all the sounds. So people have been trying to do this for years. I've been trying to find something like this for years. And now with the advent of the iPhone and GarageBand for the iPhone, I finally have that um, that composition tool, that sketch pad, anywhere I go, uh, anytime I need it and I was impressed with what they did with the interface. So let's first take a look here. So whether you're on the iPad or the iPhone, the interface is gonna be pretty much the same, but it's gonna be truncated a little bit when it comes to the iPhone. And I gotta say, I'm very impressed with the way that Apple, I'm very impressed with the way that Apple has actually done uh, done the done the truncating of the interface here. It's really, really small and smooth. They took out the right things. I know if I was handed a project like this, it would look like heck, because uh, I wouldn't know what to cut, what not to cut, and they've done a great job. So, when you first start with a brand new song, you're gonna see the My Songs and Instruments. You're gonna have your keyboard, drums, guitar amps. The guitar amps will still work with the iRig, much like on the iPad. Um, I'll talk about that here in a little bit. So let's start with smart drums. Anytime I build a song, I want to start with smart drums. So if I touch on the grid here, and this is what I like, you see a nice simple grid, you see your instruments off to the right-hand side. Um, In the upper left-hand corner, there is a drop-down arrow. If you drop that down, you'll see where it says my songs, instruments, hip-hop drum machine. Um, If you touch my songs, takes you back to my songs where you can duplicate or add other songs. If you touch instruments, this is where you can change instruments or add instruments. Hip hop drum machine, if you touch that, and that's really what I wanted to talk about, that's where you change the different sounds. So you have hip hop drum machine, classic drum machine, house drum machine, as well as a classic studio kit, a vintage kit, and a live rock kit. We're gonna go with the classic studio kit. And then, again, as you're looking at the smart drum interface, it's a big grid. Up is loud, down is quiet left is simple, right is complex. Well, what's all that mean? Loud and quiet, you probably figure it out. That's how loud or quiet the drums are gonna be. Now, I'm gonna drag my kick drum over here. I'm gonna put it about the middle. I'm gonna put it on the simple side. Now, these patterns are randomized. I drag it a little bit towards the complex. And now you can hear a little bit more of a difference as I drag it around. Now I'm going to drag in a hi hat. I have the hi hat a little bit louder because that's what I like. I have the snare drum in on the simple side, about the same volume as the kick drum. If I change the volume of the snare drum, you hear how that increases. Let's see here. I kind of like this uh, beat. It sounds a little bit like. Um, a little bit like uh, the Rolling Stones' uh, Honky Tonk Woman, that's it. Alright, so now that I've got a beat that I like, what we're going to do here is we're going to turn off the, the power button. That's in the upper left there, below that drop-down arrow, it looks just like a power button. That starts and stops your uh, rhythms. I want to record this. We are going to record it for eight beats. So as we're recording right now, You hear the metronome in the background, you can change the metronome, turn on, turn off. Um, I recommend to keep it on if you're going to do any sort of live tracking yourself, just so you can keep beat and know exactly where the beat is that goes with this. All right, so now I have recorded my beat. I'm just going to play it back. Now I do typically turn the metronome off when I'm ready for playback, but I do like to keep it on while I'm recording. Okay, so there's our smart drums. We have about an eight bar loop for that. Now, I'm gonna to touch my drop-down arrow. I'm gonna to touch where it says Instruments, and let's take a look at the Smart Bass. Uh, let's see here, Honky Tonk Woman. I think that sounds like a G, right? So I'm gonna change my key. Now, what of the additions to um, One of the additions to the new version here of GarageBand was not just getting it for the iPhone and the iPod touch, it was also the addition of being able to change your keys. So if you touch the little gears, right, the gears are in the upper right-hand corner, you're gonna see three menus, track, selections, and song. I'm gonna touch on song. You'll see here's where you can turn your metronome on and off, your count in on and off, as as well as the sound of your metronome. You can also change your tempo and your key. I'm gonna go to the key of G. I think that's what I want. So I touch the key of G and now I've got my bass sounds. Now the bass sound here, again, I'm gonna touch that drop down arrow in the upper left hand corner. You'll see where it says Liverpool. I like to use the upright bass. Don't know why, I like the tones a lot. Um, It's kind of nice because if I, I'm on the G now. I'm only going to play notes that go with a G chord. So we'll see what I can make up here as we go. Now, when it comes to the stringed instruments, we'll say, or the instruments that give you a little bit more play, um, you'll notice there's a little knob with a bunch of little buttons. If you touch on that, that lets you change your autoplay. So if I turn my autoplay on... I touch it again now I just touch G it just makes that pattern for me now if I touch my C I've got that same uh, same thing going on for patterns here now I'm going to touch it again to stop it Um, there's several different patterns I recommend trying a lot of them now I'm going to touch on where it says chords and notes so if I do that that actually lets me play notes so it's going to give you a fretboard if it's a guitar or a bass. Uh, since I'm using the fretless uh, upright bass, it's a fretless neck, but it does have dots, so I know where to put my fingers. All right, so, you know what? We're going to use an auto pattern for this. That's what we're going to do. So I'm going to turn the chords on, use the auto play, and let's see what we got here. So, I don't like that. So, I'm looking for my undo. I honestly don't see it here. So, we are going to go back out to the tracks. I'm just going to delete that whole track because I know I can do that. And now I'm going to go back into the smart instruments. It looks like I'm going to have to change a little faster than I was. So, let's try this here. Two, three, four. So, now I have my beats in here. And you can hear what I put together. Now, I didn't get the last change to the D chord as fast as I wanted, um, but you know what, that's something for another time here. All right, so now, so this is just kind of putting together a basic song. Um, last thing we're gonna do here is touch on our instruments, and I'm gonna add a smart guitar this time. And let's see here, smart guitar. I like to add the, let's see here. I like to normally go with the hard rock guitar. You know, let's try the roots rock guitar. Let's try the roots rock guitar and see what we've got sound-wise here. So I'm going to try and tap these out myself, and we're not going to use autoplay, but I am going to use the strums that are available for those chords, and we're going to see what happens here. Okie dokie, so here we go. Let's reset it and record. So here's what our finished song sounds like. looping the bars over and over again now there really is a lot more that we can add to this we can do a lot more as far as mixing Um, again if you touch on the gears you'll see where it has track selections song sections you can expand the song sections um, out longer you can use the Apogee Jam interface to plug in with your guitar and just set it to automatic so it'll record you just putting down ideas I mean this really really is versatile I haven't even plugged a guitar into this yet this is just using their instruments. I mean, it's, it's going to have a lot of use as a 4-track. And if you think about the fact that since the iPhone launched, I think almost every band that I read an article with, or, um, or read an article about, rather, or read a tweet, they're talking about their iPhone, tweeting from their iPhone. Almost everybody, um, music, musician-wise, seems to have one of these in their pocket, or at least a lot of the bands that are touring. And think about what this can do now for getting the ideas down, right? I said the same thing about the iPad but pretty much everybody has a phone on them at some point or another um, if you're looking for a reason to get an iphone this is definitely the reason for me um, i absolutely love this app i think it's gonna be great like i said earlier i finally have that pocket composition tool that i've always wanted um, with me at all times and i'm really really excited about that so that concludes my little uh, segment on the iphone here on garageband Um, What I was thinking about doing on future podcasts, I actually plan to start on this one, but since the iPhone launched, I want to talk about that first. Um, What I may do is sit down with GarageBand and uh, build a song piece by piece. So kind of like what we did, but we'll probably start to go a little more in-depth and talk about more of the tools that we have out there to use. Um, So we can really really see how versatile of a tool that um, GarageBand can be on the iPad and the iPhone. (laughs) all right welcome everybody to my segment on effects today uh, for the signal to noise podcast Uh, the effect we're talking about today is tremolo and the piece i was just playing was a little piece called Crimson and Clover uh, by a band called, oh man, I'm gonna get this wrong. Was it Tommy James and the Shondells? I believe it's Tommy James. But anyway, Crimson and Clover is the song. And I chose that song because it's probably one of the most famous uses of tremolo that I could think of. But I really like the effect, I wanted to talk about it. So the effect I'm using today is a Boss TR2. My signal chain is this I am playing my daughter's Telecaster. It's an, um, American Standard Tele, maple fingerboard, maple neck, um, single coil, nothing special about the pickups, all stock. Going straight into the uh, Tremolo pedal, from the Tremolo pedal into my Vox AD30VT um, on the boutique clean setting. It's got a little bit of reverb there, is what you hear. So that's my signal chain and what we're experimenting with here today. So Tremolo. Tremolo is an effect that actually varies the volume. So it's kind of like using a volume pedal in an automatic sense. Uh, Most tremolo pedals let you vary the depth and the rate. And something neat about the boss pedal here that I've been playing with. um, I've been on a quest lately to get more boss pedals, um, mostly because they're compact and they are just so indestructible. I've really, uh, I'm on this kick where I'm kind of collecting them, I guess, a little bit. And so I got this tremolo pedal. I already had a Voodoo Labs tremolo, which maybe I'll do a shootout sometime, and we'll talk about two of them, uh, the two of them together. But I picked this one up, and I figured I'd use this one for the demo today. And this one has a wave, like a waveform, kind of how the, um, how the volume swell is going to go, which is kind of neat. And it gives it a much different character. It almost reminds me of another old boss pedal called Slow Gear um, that I've never actually used the pedal. I've only used it through emulation through... I want to say it was the GT6 processor that I was using that on. Um, but anyway, so the tremolo pedal here, I've got it set up with my rate. My rate is about 50%. My depth is about uh, 60, 62%. And then the... Um, wave is also about well we'll call it you know we'll we'll call it the um the two o'clock position roughly roughly about two o'clock maybe 205 but anyway um so what we're looking at here is this sound (coughs) It's a nice shimmery sound. It gives a nice depth when you're talking about um, like a nice slow song like Crimson and Clover. Um, it's also could be nice for like a blues kind of solo too. Anything that you want to do that's slow, you want to maybe um, emphasize it a little bit. So I'm going to change up the waveform here a little bit. I'm going to change all the way to the left and we're going to Increase the depth to 100%, and let's see what that sounds like. You hear the slowness of how it picks up. Now I'm going to change that waveform back again. I'm going to go back to the 100% on the waveform. So you hear the neat stuff that's going on here. Now, I'll tell you how I would like to use it. I will typically turn the depth up to 100 percent, the rate up to 100 percent, and you're going to get this kind of sound. And it's moving so fast, it gives you like a like a stuttering, almost like um, a Chewbacca kind of sound to your tone. I like it because it's very alien sounding. I'll tell you, when I use this, I don't use it on guitar much. I use it on my bass a lot. Um, I've actually been trying to work on a theme song for the podcast where I'm using tremolo.
2: I haven't figured out exactly how
1: I want to do it yet because I've been using um, software emulation for that. And I tell you, I love the software emulation that's out there, but there's something about just sitting here and being able to tweak a stomp box. There's only three knobs on this thing, and I'm getting all kinds of different sounds, you know, just from one little pedal. So um, the tremolo is also used like a rocker swing, surf music, that sort of stuff. Anytime you want that little shimmer without having the chorusing effect. Chorus is more of a detuned shimmer. This is a shimmer because you're varying the volume, you know, and it does it again automatically here. So let's see here. What's another setting we could do? Let's take the rate the whole way down and the depth the whole way up. That's kind of interesting, right? now that to me sounds a little bit like eddie van halen's cathedral on autopilot so that could be interesting with a delay pedal and a nice um a nice distortion pedal i should have hooked up my super overdrive here today so let's change my rate let's see where see i'm sorry my waveform actually now let's go a different way I'm going to go all the way to the right on my wave. Ah, I really like the wave about 50 percent, at least for me. So you hear how it gives you that nice slow hand um, kind of sound where it kind of fades into the note a little bit. So a lot of great things you can do here with tremolo. Um, I know there's traditional ways to use effects, and when I talk about effects, my goal is really going to be to talk about the non-traditional ways to use the effects, because, well, heck, that's what I'm all about, making noise, Um, and I've got a lot of stomp boxes that I really want to explore. I'm thinking next up is going to be delay, but we'll see where where this goes here, but so here's the tremolo again, with that nice slow fade in. And again, think of how you could use this creatively. There could be all kinds of different uses for a tremolo pedal in your arsenal, you know, or even if you've got one, maybe and you, you have a multi effects processor, a rack, something like that, or software emulation, try one out. There's a lot of neat things you can do with it here. I'm really digging the sound here. So let's turn my rate back up to about 50 I Got the depth of 100. So that's tremolo. Um, hope you enjoyed this little segment, go out, check out the tremolo effects, see what you can do to change your sound, improve your, um, your tonal palette. We'll say expand your tonal possibilities and that's it until next time. Make some noise.
0: The gear that I'm using, a lot of it is, uh, the band sleeps old gear and I've reunited Matt Pike's, um, some of his heads and, uh, and Al from Sleep, I've reunited all of the family together. So the guitars, cabinets, and the bass cabinets that were used on the Jerusalem records are uh, is basically what I'm running my guitar through. And the head, one of the heads is a Mad Amp 120 Legend. There's only like three of those ever made. Um, I'm also running through a Orange slave like a 1972 orange slave uh 200 watt head with the kt88 tubes um then i'm also using two electric amp usa heads uh the green head has the uh kt88s in it and the white head has the el34s um so i'm basically and then then i'm also you know really trying to get a subsonic tone um and I run a little bit of uh, some subwoofers also through the guitar rig, so I'm trying to get the cleanest, deepest uh, tone out there that I can. Um, I, I myself in a big, am a big-time gearhead. You know, uh, I've never invested in stocks or bonds or anything like that. I've just always bought pedals and and put you know a little bit of money into other musical in- instruments. So that uh that's some of the new add live sounds that i'm pushing if i'm ever running my acoustic guitar i always go through a randall rg100 through a port city 212 combo or when i'm doing the uh, three bar ranch we we run through the randall heads and using the uh, crank uh pedals to get some of the gain on there so uh, we go from a big warm tone to a more trebly tone towards the end of the show.
1: All right. Again, I do want to thank Hank 3 uh, for talking to us about gear. Because um, it was one of those things where we were winding down the interview. We were taking care of doing some of the, the IDs for for the shows. I said, oh, man, I forgot to ask you about gear. It's been a lot of fun. Because if you if you go on Hank 3's website, and it's hank3.com. Right, so hank3.com. He has this thing he calls the custom boards. So on the custom boards, and you gotta sign up for it and be approved, um, but I mean, it's not like it takes long or anything like that. But he has one of the best communities I've seen, and on this community he has his amps that he has, his custom-made green amps being built. You can get his guitars, you can see all kinds of awesome things that are going on there. Um, you can post tabs, get tabs that have been posted. I mean, really, he's got a, got a great community going on there. Um, so I was out on the custom boards, checking out the amps. I'm like, Oh, I'd love to talk to this guy about gear. So he was nice enough, you know, winding down in between the interviews there to just take a couple minutes and tell us about his gear. And if he hadn't had another interview, he would have probably kept talking because he was just a great, great guy, super polite. Um, he's got four new records out, check them out. Um, uh, gutter town ghost to a ghost cattle calling by three bar ranch. And then the attention deficit domination record I don't know if that's the name of the record or not, but um, it's a lot of music, and it's a very diverse group of music. I mean, as you can guess, and as you heard in the interview, well, not this interview, but as you can guess, with uh, the background of country music, he can definitely do country and do it authentic, but he is also a metalhead, and he's a heck of a rocker, man. And he's got so many different creative outlets that are calling to him that he's just putting out some great music. So he put out four records, same time, Check him out. He will be coming through your town. This is not a show that you want to miss. It's going to be some interesting stuff. Definitely interesting. So, um, until next time, check out www.castironring.com because we're launching 111111. Um, and then, of course, always check out my site, signal2noise.fm. I'll see you next time. Make some noise.